Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, January 9th. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are excited. We have our uh, guest on the line waiting to come on, and we're happy about that. Uh, we're excited about our guest. We want to catch up with her and find out what's going on and what's new in her life and in her business. But first, I'm going to turn you over to my sister, Denise. Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Welcome to Beauty Talk. Just a quick reminder, um, at the end of the show, we're going to jump on Twitter, uh, on Twitter spaces to continue um, the conversation for the evening. Uh, so, again, if you have an iPhone or Android, you can join the conversation via Twitter. You can't join um, from a tablet computer via your iPhone. Um, or your Android phone, um, you can go to Twitter and join spaces. We are beauty underscore talk on Twitter. So you can join us after the show tonight for about um, half an hour to continue the conversation. Hello? If you guys can hear me, should I give some, like, holding music? I can't hear anything. I can, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it has gone out for me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give some music like, do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, do we have Janice on? So, sorry. <laughs> Hi! Do we have Janice? Hey there, hey there. I don't know what happened. I, I, was, I don't even know if you guys heard me. Um, when she turned it over to me, I was talking, and the next thing you know, I didn't hear anything. No, I didn't hear you. I heard a little bit at the beginning of you. Oh wow. oh wow! Yeah, and I can't I can't hear Janice at all. So I don't I don't know what's going on, but it, that's crazy. That's crazy. So how have you been? Good. I've been good. I'm just getting back from my house, Paul, and going to get some chocolate eclairs for my husband. 
and I'm back here ready for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I hope he enjoys them. <laughs> I hope so, too, because I was drifting the COVID. <laughs> Getting chocolate players. Well, tell me. So tell me, since you're out there in L.A., what is what is what has that been like? Because I know you guys have been through shutdown after shutdown and um, very right. strict protocols. What is, what is that like out there? It's like being in a purge here in Los Angeles. <laughs> if anybody's seen the movie <laughs> The Purge, it's like that. <laughs> um, wow. No, it's been challenging. It's been, you know, California is very strict. As you may um, understand, like, from just from previous things, like, we have different rules and different, you know, our our um, state governor is not playing. He, everybody has to wear a mask. Um, mm-hmm. I personally do some different protocols within my business to make sure that, you know, we're, we're negative and safe, you know, because we can't see this thing. Unfortunately, this whole pandemic has become very political, which it shouldn't be because we, you know, we have to really understand the science and, and listen to the science and understand that people are all going and passing at the same time. So something must be wrong. So it can't be political. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, it's been challenging here. But at the same time, we're just trying to do the best we can during this challenging time around the world, not just California. Yeah. Yeah, so so what have some of the protocols been like for the state? You know, I mean, you, you mentioned um, everybody's got to wear their masks. What about when you go to restaurants and stores and all that? So here in California, so as of October, like October, I think it was, everyone mm-hmm. in California has to wear a mask anytime you go inside a business or any indoor um, situation, environment. Um, uh-huh. You should not, I mean, it's kind of, contradicting because you should not be crowding with other people like inside like parties and things like that but business has to figure right. out a way to stay safe um but we have a mask mandate you have to wear your mask at all times and right now just today on january 9th our number that is all-time high um which is uh-huh. ridiculous so i think more people are testing now because they now they understand that testing is not that difficult um to do and to get, but more right. people are testing now, so more people are getting, <clears throat> now this Omicron, more people are affected by this really super contagious virus, the variant. Um, and I think personally, um, I'm not a doctor, I just think personally some people are just, it's a race for who knows what, who knows more than the next person. And um, right. and consistency. You have to really be consistent with wearing your mask. Um, I just make sure I limit my my um, my footprint around most people. I'm, I'm immune compromised, so I can't be around mm-hmm. people. I can't take one chance. Me personally, so right. I put some protocols in for my business. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Mhm. Good. Yeah. Are you requiring any anyone in business that works with you? Are you requiring anyone to be vaccinated? Oh yes, um, just like California, another mandate. You have to show proof of vaccination in most business places, so um, mm-hmm. before you can enter. And it depends on the mm-hmm. business if they're um, really um, taking that seriously and and um, what's the word for it? Really mandating that for each business. But yes, I do require. 
a test, a, a negative COVID test 24 hours prior to your appointment. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be uploaded within the confirmation email. So the email goes out three days before. So it gives that person time to go get tested. Um, right. And with the date, with the date stamp, it can't be, it can't be like some copy of a something. It has to have proof of vaccination. I also get tested two to three times a week um, because I'm okay. in, a lot of people's homes, and I'm being exposed more to anybody, and my face is up close to your face, you know. Um, right, I wear right. I wear shield and a mask and gloves, um, and I have this whole protocol, you know, of course, in between. And also that was the, that was the uh, mandation for a lot of salons and spas was we had we mm-hmm. have to do certain criteria for um, to stay open, but a lot of people are not following it, of course. Right. And and I just do what I can. I have an air purifier, a FDA-approved purifier for the environment inside mm-hmm. my location because I'm in a salon suite where I don't know if it's coming through events. I don't know if other, other artists are wearing right. their masks and their clients are required to or not, so I, I just can't trust it. But, um, right. yeah, those are just some of the things I'm doing um, during this time to keep my business, you know, profitable. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so has it, um, has it um, affected your business in a negative way? Any of this, like, you know, some people think saying, you know, Oh, I don't want to get tested. You come for an appointment or, you know, I'm just not going to come anymore because I don't want to go through any of that. Has it, has it affected you in that kind of way? Yeah, I would say, I would say it's not really negative, but yes, it has. You know, I definitely decreased my income. My income is half of what I was making prior to COVID, um, but I do mm-hmm. it on purpose. You know, I'm only taking less clients versus 10 to 12 clients yeah. a day. I'm taking five to six clients. And then some people Good. who call in don't want to get tested, and I'm like, it's okay. I understand. Everyone has their, their thing. Right. You know, I can't get mad at them. But this is the protocols for my right. business, what I set forth. you know, to keep you safe first. If anything, you should want to come to me because I'm right. having these protocols. You right. know, but I don't get mad at it anymore. It's just what it is. I think is honestly, we're going to be in this for the next five years, to be honest with you. Right. And we just have yeah. to adjust other things in other areas of our life. Um, but negatively, why? I just, I mean, of course, it's a little bit sad because I'm not doing it. But also, too, it set me up for not to kill myself like I was before. You know, I was, Absolutely. I was busting Absolutely. my butt, you know. Yeah, yep. and yep. there were a lot of things, know, a lot of things that we were doing before COVID that was just ridiculous when it came to work. And so right. now, yeah, we don't want we don't want COVID to be around. But now we're kind of taking a look at what we were doing before and making some positive changes, which I think is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it depends on the perspective of how you're looking at it. Of course, you know, it could be a negative thing. It's a negative thing that is it right. is happening. You know. Um, is a negative thing that people are right. talking about how we got started and we should, you know, this certain things that's been forgotten about this whole thing, but we right. can't control it. So we have to figure out how we can control our own environment as an individual. Exactly. And, and, exactly. This, and to keep it as positive as possible, we already have to keep our immune system up. So we can't afford to have one more negative thing affect us, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It sucks. Exactly. You know, it sucks, but we yeah. just here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and you're in Atlanta, so you're in Atlanta, right? So how it's it? I, yes. 
Yeah, it's funny because I actually recently, speaking of negative, um, I don't want to say that we I did, but I just something personal. I think I lost um, a dynamic of a friendship because of her family coming mm-hmm. from Atlanta on a day that we were having a party. And I'm kind of sad about it that we don't really talk like we used to. But I had to leave because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be affected by someone getting on a plane, getting off a plane, coming from Atlanta, a place that their, you know, government or their area don't really mask mandate and keep themselves safe. So I couldn't trust it. So mm-hmm. um, there were some opinions kind of bounced back and forth, and I just chose to, like, love them anyway and just keep it moving. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, am, am I hearing Janice trying to speak? Hey, Leon, can you guys hear? Yeah, me there now? we go. Okay. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can hear you now. <laughs> All right. So I don't know I what to... our audience, I don't I don't know what our audience heard or didn't hear in the very beginning. But mm-hmm. if you like me to repeat it. Can we go back just a little bit? No, no. I just want you to go back and just kind of reintroduce yourself to some of those people who are listening who don't know you. And then we do have an audience who's been following us for a long time, and we know you've been on the show a couple times. Um, So Mm -hmm. some people know you and some may not. Can you just introduce yourself to our listening audience and just tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I. I'd rather you guys do it, but whatever. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Beauty Talk. Um, I'm glad that I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I'm honored to be back um, here with um, you two beauty twins. Um, I am Dion Phillips. <laughs> I'm a celebrity um, A-list eyelash extension artist and, or expert, beauty expert here in Beverly Hills. Um, I'm a New Yorker living in Los Angeles, as you would say. <laughs> um, but I do everything eyes, everything beauty, and um, we're just talking about some of the things that we're doing during this um, COVID time. And I am, again, honored and happy to be here. And that's me. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, it, right? that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back um, to the show. I don't like uh, to talk about myself, but yeah. Right. <laughs> it's quite all right. But welcome back to the show. We're glad to have you here. And um, I was kind of glad that you did uh, start off talking about um, COVID and some of the policies you have in place because, you know, I, I just feel like, and I don't know what other eyelash extension artists are doing. I don't know what some of the salons are doing. Um but, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, they're doing all these different things. But, you know, when you when – because you, I was thinking about the nail salon. And when you, when you look at things and when you see how people often – and this is the same thing on the film and television sets in the hair and makeup trailers as well. Mm-hmm. But people, think, people say they do one thing and mm-hmm. or, or there's rules that we have to follow. And everything, everybody starts off – doing the right thing. But after a while, you see people get comfortable. Um, you see people to, you see people start skimping around the requirements and 
um, you know, yeah. rushing just to get the next person in the chair, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing. And I think I've mentioned this last week. When it comes to our industry, all of the, a lot of the things that we're putting in place right now are really things that we, we should have been for? doing. Or, <laughs> thank you, and we are doing in some form or fashion. That's what I'm trying to yes. say. Like, yeah, yes. For those of us with licenses, a lot of things we are we should already be doing now. You know, of course, wearing masks and shields and stuff that was not never part of the plan, but um, some of the, the things you know we should already be doing. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on on that. But pre- pretty much, you just said it. What we've been licensed for. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we've all been licensed. I mean, we're the main reason why we're beauty artists and lash artists and estheticians and hairstylists and nail artists and um, I'm, I'm missing some things. We're not YouTube licensed. We are state board licensed in sanitation and dis- disinfection. And mm-hmm. everyone now during this COVID has become now many cosmetologists and estheticians because these are things we have to do. After you are done providing a service, you're wiping down and sanitizing your bottles. You're wearing your gloves. Some people have been wearing masks throughout their whole um, before, you know, pen, the pandemic of COVID. Um, but we're licensed to do this. So I think it all comes down to people have been fatigued, you know, because they're tired of it. And this is the, the this is the um, time where you kind of see the endurance of how, who really stands in there and who's being affected or not, you know. Really, <laughs> right? You know, Absolutely. people said people people say these things that they're doing all these things because I guess ego gets in the way too and it makes them look good. But are you really doing it? And they're still affected. You know, we can't see this virus. We can't see anything. So you have to really be in consistent endurance of making sure all those uh, protocols are set every single day. And you can't laugh less. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You can't. People say, oh, I'm not around anybody, but you just spent Christmas on Instagram um, around a tree <laughs> with the same pajamas on. You know what I mean? So we see you. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's the funny thing. People people will say one thing, but they don't realize that they're telling their whole story on Instagram. We see everything that you've yes. been doing without your mask, um, all the hundreds of people that you've been around without your mask. We see it all. Yes, yes, you know we, do. we do. We <laughs> do. We do. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's not to get to a place, because now with COVID, it's come to a place, too, of judgment. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If you are seen on Instagram, make sure you have your mask on. I'm always on my sister. My sister gets so mad at me. Because every time I see a picture, picture with her, she lunching and brunching and cheek to cheek with people. And I'm like, um, where's your mask? <laughs> I don't even say it's cute. I say, where's your mask? You don't know these people. You don't know where they've been yesterday. You know what I mean? Where's your mask? Right. So, forgive me, yeah. Dawn. For, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. You, know, I, I you just, hate to I be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I understand. And, you know, because we work very, very, very closely with people. And mm-hmm. you, like you said, it's almost face-to-face, um, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not to, not to dwell on – don't, I don't want to dwell on – I don't want to spend all this time talking about COVID, but I just definitely wanted to hear your thoughts, um, your thoughts on it. Now, in your intro, 
you said you are a New Yorker living in L.A. I want to know a little bit mm-hmm. because you trained in New York. You trained in mm-hmm. New York, and you brought your you brought that wonderful gift of yours, those two blessed hands of yours, to L.A. Mm-hmm. What was the, when you were training in New York? What was the eyelash extended um, extension industry like back then? You know how what were, what was going on in New York as, in regards to eyelash extensions? And then when you came to L.A., how were you received? There wasn't any industry in Los Angeles or in New York anywhere. There wasn't anywhere globally anywhere. I was the first to bring it to market. This was something that mm-hmm. I, you know, from as we talked about before in your previous podcast, that from cutting up lashes, going to auditions as a model, ex-model back in the city, um, and wanted to create my look on a Polaroid at the time. You know, we had Polaroids. This was back in the early 90s, um, late 90s. Mm-hmm. When they're before digital, I wanted my Polaroids to not look so contrasty and have my eyes pop so I can book a job. I had to pay my rent, you know. So mm-hmm. I um, would cut up lashes and place them on me. And then when I was back and forth out here visiting my boyfriend, now husband at the time, I was just, um, you know, saying, you know, just before Instagram and all those uh, social media platforms, like, you know what, I'm going to come here, and I was just kind of joking to my friend. I want to carry a black case and um, put on lashes and all these girls at auditions, and their Polaroids look better because mine looked really good at the time. And then um, going to school in, in New York City, it was just different. I was just going for just having my license there and just kind of going to school just to have my own, like, you know, beauty routine. Didn't think that this mm-hmm. business of eyelashes would take this, you know, stance in the beauty industry. Um, so coming fast forward, moving to Los Angeles, having a couple of girls um, such as Brandy and Serena Williams, and um, when Paris Hilton mentioned me in People Magazine, it exploded to be called, I called it then extended wear lashes. And now what people know it today is eyelash extensions is what I changed the name for. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then having to change and go back to school here again (laughs) for this date. So, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, do you think that eyelash extensions, because I know when when you go, well, any reputable training, um, I know that, you have to be licensed. Do you think that this mm-hmm. is a service where the person should – do you think that this, there should be an eyelash extension license? Yes, it should be one particular license, not just um, on a, the piggyback of a Cosmo or esthetician. Right. Um, years ago, yeah, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so years ago when we did this interview or did another interview, prior there wasn't a license. You didn't have to be licensed. And um, I like to say that I helped the state board decide on that because it it become it it was like almost like the new T-shirt line. Everyone went to a T-shirt, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because they can't be regulated. They can do it in their kitchen. They can do it in their garage. They can do it at a friend's house, you know. But now, and there's, there's a lack of, uh, state board, um, what do you call it, regulators or what do you call them? Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm skipping the name. Where they can go out and try to find you, or whatever. They they can't really regulate yeah. the who's doing it. Right. Right. Yeah, the inspectors. 
So you mm-hmm. want to, I think it de- definitely is warranted to have its own license. It shouldn't be on the piggyback of others. But as of t- November 20, I think November uh, 2018 is when they start regulating it. I know they did it in here in Los Angeles, in California. Oh, nice. Like California State. Mm-hmm. In 2018, nice. I think it's 2018, 2017, yeah. And then other nice. states, I think good. Atlanta, you don't have to be licensed there. I don't think. No, no, no. no. And I think I think people should. Yeah, I'm hoping so. All over the country. Yeah, I really yeah. am hoping um, so. I I want to say that I wish that the state board would really um, consider beauty professionals and not ex-cops or ex-military to be inspectors, which is kind of weird to right. me because they don't understand the industry. So why would you have a doctor doing, being a, you know, a, 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 the wrong doctor being in the wrong industry? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, yeah, it definitely needs to be regulated all over the country, I think. We have to keep pushing for that because, I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I, first of all, no one doesn't like ski lashes. Let's just say that. No. That oh, thank way. you. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I've had actresses who have come here that I've worked with and they want to find somebody to get their lashes done. And I'm just trying to, you know, recommend people that I know who do a great job at lash extensions. And they're like, well, no, well, you know, girl in LA, Dion, I said, say no more. (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to find anybody like that to do what she does. (laughs) Thank you. you. I've got somebody who could do, who could do some good lash extensions, but combo lash. No, no. Not at all. And that's just mm-hmm. doing all different types yeah. of lashes. It's so funny how the industry, and we'll probably talk about that too, has evolved since we last talked, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we see 22-inch bundles now on people's eyes, and I'm looking at TikToks yeah. and reels of, of jokingly <laughs> looking like a moose or looking like, you know, and it's not to put anybody down, but it's just lashes are definitely given character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! So much so that you don't know what character it's giving. Like, come on! <laughs> it's like I should not. I should not see your lashes before I see you. It's a yeah. distraction. Like, who are we you are trying def- to compete with? <laughs> they are definitely giving character. Like, it's so much. Oh, I try to be polite on my Instagram and try to, you know, I don't want to, you know you know, degrade someone's work or it's just, but it's just been really funny seeing all these different type of lashes. I'm like, you don't see that on television. You don't see that in magazines unless they're no. joking. Right. And I don't, I don't know where these people are seeing these 22, literally 44 inch lashes on their eyes that are double. It, oh, it's horrible. Wait. Well, you know, one, per- one person, one person, one person does it on Instagram, and then everybody copies it. Yeah, yeah. And people are uh, out know, in the street with this stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of, the, <laughs> speaking of the street, though, it's hard to get women in the street 
to mm-hmm. if if you see eyelash extensions and and they see what eyelash extensions really look like once they are applied for them mm-hmm. for some people it's not enough mm-hmm. so they think they think that they have to go out here and get the fullest lash they could possibly find and i think that's one of the reasons why what did you call them? Bundles. That's why it looked like bundles. Bundles. <laughs> <laughs> because some people eyelash extensions is is not enough. It's not. They don't think it's full full enough. They want more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the one of the reasons. At least that's my opinion as to why you see so many people with all these bundles. I think they, like you said, I think they honestly they don't know. The people with yeah. the 22-inch bundles, and the, they, don't, they don't know that they can look really good with right. Um, the right length, the right density, the right, you know, fullness, the right mm-hmm. darkness. You know, they don't know because they never had it or they're not their environment, they're not surrounded by it. So, right. or they're, you know, the optical eye illusion happens where they think they have to look a certain way, but they don't realize that their whole appearance just looks downgraded by having that type right. of look. And then, then you have some lashes and lash artists who are not really matching the eyes. So they look like, I hate to say this on here, but me and my client privately joke, and it's no offense to anybody, please. <laughs> um, we, I'm like, I don't want you to have a look like that stroke eye because the eye is kind of like one's down, one open, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's just not level. I'm out trying not to <laughs> if we be honest, I'm not hoping to offend anybody, but it's just we don't want to have a muscle relaxing eye where one is open and one is right. not. And yeah, right. but and all in all, it's all in funness, you know, fun making up words. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I just think they just don't know what it's supposed to look like. And that's why they wear the thick full lashes like that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. And but I think it's time for I think it's time for us. Sorry, I think it's time for us makeup artists and estheticians to start yeah. showing them something different, not just always yeah. going along with what everybody is doing and, and and you know showing them something different because you yeah. know everybody has their has their own identity, but they're not acting like that. Everybody's wanting to look like the next person. And, yeah. and women are, are beautiful in their own way, and they need to explore that. Yeah. I think there should be a campaign some, in some sort of way of all professional beauty pros such as ourselves to make sure that we're really yeah. expressing that on social media. And I've been yeah. talking about this to really show the difference. That's why I really am constantly putting up videos of, like, this is all these – I show my clients all the time of how – each one are different from white to black to Asian to Persian to um, Indian to men to women to kids, you know, that you don't have to look the same way. I mean, everyone is adapting this whole um, Kardashian cheeks, butt, you know, lip, uh-huh. you know, and you don't have to look like that, you know, and um, we need to just express our own individuality. As and that's why we are here as beauty pros to make sure that they are um, advised of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, but it's fun watching sometimes. <laughs> because it makes, it makes me better as an artist to want to create women who are judges, who are moms, who are, you know, just the everyday chick with her aloe on going to the grocery store. She doesn't want to have these, she wants to still look presentable, especially now with masks. Like, we have to be learn to be more expressive with our eyes because you can't see our mouth. We're becoming emotionless Absolutely. people, you know, and Absolutely. we need to be expressive with our eyes. And if you can't, if you have these lashes on that's too long, you can't see through the, over that mask. It builds an awning on your face. So right. you want to just make sure yep. that, you know. <laughs> um, wow. and that's just me being silly, but it's true. <laughs> right. It is true. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna touch I'm just gonna touch on this briefly because you know like a lot of um, and I don't know where people are getting this done but a lot of people you know can go to like the Asian nail salons and somebody mm-hmm. in the back is, is applying these lashes or what have you you know but then when you mm-hmm. go into the beauty you go into the beauty supply stores and they even sell them. <laughs> like a bundle, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a strip, a strip lash in a bundle, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. my thing is just like, you know, as beauty professionals, I feel like we can, we, we can get through like the three of us and some of the, and some of the people that I see on the line now, we can get through to our celebrity clients. You know, we can talk to them and Mm -hmm. help them make sense of it. But everyday everyday women on the street who don't know who we are, Mm -hmm. if we were to Mm -hmm. randomly speak to someone in the grocery store or something like that, it's going to be hard trying to convince somebody like that to, to, to change their last especially when they can go to the beauty supply and maybe spend 10 bucks versus mm-hmm. coming to a lash spa and spending, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that service is. Yes, again, it's a conversation of education. You know, we as beauty mm-hmm. pros are in a position to have these people trust us. You know, we mm-hmm. spent years of education and knowledge and learning and experience um, with different people and people you see on TV, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. it is our responsibility to make sure that we're educating the non-celebrity, the mom, the people in the grocery store, what the difference is. She may think that until she talks to you and or you represent that. You look like that. You look the part. You know what I mean? You can still have some yeah, cool lashes yeah. on, but they don't have to be that. You know what I mean? So every time I go out to the store yeah. or the gas station or grocery store where I've been, I would go to the, you know, when before COVID in the shoe department. I'd meet half my clients there. So I look mm-hmm. I didn't have a lash hanging off. I made sure if I was in sweat, I still look good. You know what I mean? With my lashes. <laughs> um, the simple, at the simplest form. You know? So it's mm-hmm. all about education and, and you attract those people. You attract the clients that that are meant for you. We're not meant to do everybody, and it's okay. Right. You know, maybe they are meant to go to the nail salon, and that's that crowd. But um, 
I think it's our responsibility as beauty pros is to educate those people and let them know the why you need this, even if they don't know who the, who we are. And now we have right. Instagram. Check out my page, and hopefully your page can represent exactly what you do. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. It's it's harder these days because yeah. everyone's an expert, everyone's a coach, everyone's a celebrity. You know, it's harder. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a box, as they say, that's going to have you stand out and always telling that story. You know, you guys are prolific, mm-hmm. experienced, amazing makeup artists that works on some of the most iconic faces in the world, you and Jenna. You guys have mm-hmm. done so many amazing things, and you both have a quiet demeanor. Every time I'm around you, I feel like I'm always super hyped. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you guys, the listeners, if you're listening, like these women I've known for years and are doing some amazing work, but you'll never know about it because they're working. You know what I mean? Um, right. But at the same time, if you if if people just take the time and just research who they're who they're dealing with, I think that will eliminate some of the confusion. But it's up to us as beauty, as beauty pros to make sure that. We're we're just giving those people that knowledge to understand what's the difference between this and that, and beauty. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you feel about the future of your particular business, as well as other service oriented beauty? Because um, you were just saying, mentioning earlier um, when we were talking about COVID, that you know we'll probably be in this for um, five. Did you say five more years or five years altogether? But Nonetheless, what do you think the future is of service-oriented beauty um, service businesses? I think the future, as you said, like I did say, yeah, five years, I think. That's my prediction. I don't know for sure, but that's my prediction of, you know, we'll be in this for a while or maybe forever. Who knows, mm-hmm. really? But it's really the future for, I think, for each beauty pro. Now people are seeing that. You know, we are essential. Before they weren't saying we're essential business, but we are essential because people were looking crazy. They're letting their grades grow out, let the nails grow out, and understanding that they really do need us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it built on the trust factor of um, they can rely on us. They don't want to be at home putting on their own eyelashes, you know, even though I did offer virtual last sessions and things. Mm-hmm. People, we want to be touched. We want to, you know, communicate and go in and laugh and meet with our best hairstylists and our best makeup artists to put on our favorite blush. Only you have that favorite blush. You don't want to go out and buy it. You know what I mean? Right. So I think the future right. is going to be, you know, um, Yes, more on the beauty post because now, you know, we're now being affected with our mental health, as people are seeing, and um, mm-hmm. we're going to be we're going to be even more needed um, in the future. Yeah, because yeah. I think people are needing a way to release. Yeah, and that's how you know that's that's how they're finding a way to do that. Getting their you know their lashes done, getting their nails or their hair done or their makeup done or their massages. That's how, you know, they're finding that way to release and it's, and it's really helping them with their mental health. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. I know it helps me. I get to go and have somebody, you know, besides my husband, touch my, massage my head and, you know, shampoo my hair. <laughs> you know, I love going yeah. to my hair stylist even more so 
you know, because I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling, you know, drab like being on the shut on the lockdown. Well, here in California, we were locked down longer than anybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you and your business. Um, tell us a little bit about D Lashes, where you're located, um, and also talk about the importance of your location to the success of your business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, like I said, my name is Dion Phillips. I'm a celebrity eyelash expert, and not just celebrity. It can, my celebrity can be a mom, can be a, a young 16-year-old girl getting ready for her dance, a guy getting ready to go on stage because he's performing. It could be a cancer survivor who is coming out of cancer. I call my clients celebrities so, and treat them that way as well. Um, but I built a luxury lash spa, the first ever luxury lash spa in Beverly Hills. And location, location, location is key, um, <laughs> as they say. Um, you want to make sure. I'm, actually, right now the trend is, is being in a salon suite. So I'm in a salon suite because in California, real estate is expensive here. So to buy a building or to even rent um, a lease out of building, it's really expensive. I mean, if they're charging from $14 to $15 to $100 a square foot just to have a space. So salon suites is prime wow. real estate for a lot of beauty pros. So and I'm private. Salon when you're doing celebrities, it's, you need privacy, you know? Yes, and you need the privacy especially with paparazzi being around um, and here in Hollywood, as you say, I call it Hollywood, but Hollywood, um, I made sure I, I have a back door provided for them to sneak in um, if they're coming to my salon or I'm going to their house calls, which I'm just not coming back to my house call. One of my celebrity clients, um, she's performing somewhere, so I had to go do her today, um, an hour ago. And um, it's, it's location is key. You know, you want to make sure if you are in a in an area or in a state where you're in a busy traffic area, so people can see you, so you can thrive on your business and make sure you're meeting your numbers. You want to be in a great location, and then there's you know salon suites where if you're inside somewhere and and the traffic can't see you or you're not exposed to, um, you know, an environment, you want to make sure your marketing's on point. You know, so that you are getting those clients and meeting your numbers by having, you know, a certain amount of services that you're doing a day. You know, we're in this business to have freedom, which you don't because you're working 24-7, <laughs> 356 seven days. We're going to make some days up because that's what you need as an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, location's key, and I'm, I'm happy to be in Beverly Hills. To me, sometimes it's kind of overrated because, uh, you know, me being a New Yorker in L.A., but I'm just believing their hype here while I'm here. <laughs> but it is it's nice, <laughs> but there's other areas that's nicer as well. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm at right now. Nice. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about the services that you offer. The services I offer at D Lashes Luxury Lash Spa are all eyes um Included, all meaning that all eyelash extensions um, I perform. Created some lash extension styles for people, like you had mentioned earlier, the combo lash. Um, now some people may have called that the hybrid lash. Um, I don't even yeah. hybrid can be so many different things for so many different lash artists. And also know that right. every lash artist 
we're not the same. So we have different techniques. We have different tools. We have different um, styles. Every lash artist is not the same. So you may go somewhere. Someone, I want the mink lashes. I want, you know, which is no such thing. I want D-curl lashes. Someone may have a different perspective of a D-curl versus a C-curl lash, you know. Um, we're all different. So please, listeners, if you understand that, just tell your people to know that, um, to understand that. Um, but I offer eyelash extensions. I created some treatments called the Lash Facial, where I'm giving a facial and lashes, especially now coming out of lockdown and people in the wintertime. We want to make sure our skin's hydrated um, because we are wearing this mask, and a lot of people are getting masked knee from hormones and, you know, wearing the same mask over and over again, <laughs> even though they say they do, but they don't. <laughs> um um, I also offer beauty advice um, um, on strip lashes. So I sell a collection of D-lashes, luxury strip lashes that I do a virtual. Um, I've been doing that before even COVID. I was doing that online um, where I can teach you how to put the strip lashes on because a lot of people are overwhelmed with how to apply strip lashes or they hear strip lash. I don't know how to put those on. They automatically go into this. Um, whole storyline of how they don't know how to put them on, but I get you comfortable. I become your best friend assistant on your strip lashes to teach you how to apply the strip lashes. Um, yeah, and so let me that. ask you. So <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. So when everything shut down back in 2020, mm-hmm. um, some of your clients who may have, you know, may have just gotten their lash extensions done or some of them who may have had them done it was and it was kind of time to um come back in for service um what kind of things were they were they asking you and saying to you and what was their cry for help (laughs) oh my god they were crying for help what am i gonna do Because we thought this thing was going to be like a week. We thought it was going to be over in a month and it would be fine. But they were crying for help, and I literally just had to go into a mood, a mood or a mode, a mode, as I'm trying to say, a mode where I had just, I sent them a part of my um, individual lashes, and I literally FaceTimed every single one of them how to apply them. Because a lot of them still had work on Zoom calls and, and um mm-hmm and whatever meetings they had, and um, I would literally teach them how to apply them over the phone. They realized at that moment that they need me more than ever Mm -hmm. because they hated doing it, (laughs) you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just taught, you know, just taught them as much as I can. I sent a lot of products out, shipping out products on lashes. I actually created um, a new de-adhesive eyeliner pen that would help them with their application process of applying the strip lashes. It's an eyeliner felt tip pen, which I'll send you guys, um, ladies. Um, I'll send you the felt tip pen that is like an eyeliner from thick to thin or whatever your your mm-hmm. desire is for it. But it, it's not magnetic, but it clings right to your strip lashes, helping you with the easier lash application. So Nice. I created nice. that, and InStyle Magazine featured it for their favorite um, lash tool. And I was up for an Allure Award for that, but 
I don't think I got it, but whatever. Yeah. I'm still for it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that just helped. That just helped my clients um, apply the lashes with the individual flare lashes that I have. I call them deflare lashes, and um, and some people just took breaks. And I have a lash serum that they you know conditioned and grew out their lashes even more in thickness. So when they did come back, I still had you know more lashes, and their ha- lashes were healthy. Um, which they're still healthy. They don't come off when they are wearing extensions. So, yeah, I just kind of pivoted, you know, the key word during the COVID time was to make sure my – I made sure mainly, though, that I was still in sight of my clients. Out of sight, Mm -hmm. out of mind, they forget about you. So I just over-communicated to a lot of them. I just made sure I checked up on them see how their mental was doing, see how their lashes are doing. And I just over-communicated because when we were going to open up, I want to make sure that they were still going to walk through that door. Right. Now, I know yeah. that there were several times when the state of California was, you know, going to allow you guys to go back and then Girl. everything shut down <laughs> again. It was just like a lot of back and forth. Did you ever do oh. any house calls during that time? Yes, I did house call time. I did house calls even before COVID, as you guys know. I've been doing house calls for years, you know. And um, I only did house calls to people who were, you know, who were able. Thank God they were all in the industry. Um, So they were getting tested regularly because they had to be, you know, around other people as well. And I was getting tested Mm -hmm. still through my doctor. But I did mostly my, my house calls was, you know, my clients which now I added an extra day of house call coming back since we reopened, you know, because I can't handle everything in one day. Right. Especially driving around the spaces of Los Angeles. Traffic is ridiculous here. So Mm -hmm. I just have now Monday, Tuesdays is my house call days, and then some days during the week after I'm at the last spot all day. So I'm working just as much as I was before COVID, but I just – I kind Mm -hmm. of – you know, pulled back on the hours, if that makes sense. You know, um, a lot of people did raise their prices. I I raised maybe a little bit, but they understand the the adjustment made and taking less clients. So it made up, and I'm actually making more than I was working 10 10 hours a day. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you you find it harder to get supplies and things like you know, lashes and tools and things that you needed to work, you know, because every, I feel like every industry is experiencing something. If it's other, it's a chip, you know what I mean? People can't Mm -hmm. go out and buy cars the way they would love to, or, you know, electronics. Everyone is kind of Mm -hmm. experiencing some type of shortage. Were you, did you experience anything like that? Thank God during the time I've I've always kept up again with my inventory, getting having systems Mm -hmm. in place. I didn't. I think now people are now feeling it. Now it's a domino effect that's happening in this current time of the shortage of everything, shortage of labor. Only thing I'll say shortage mm-hmm. of is, is employees. You know what I mean? I did experience yeah. you know, lack of people who, again, like I said before, everybody wants to be their own expert, their own, their own, their own beauty boss or their own boss, can I say boss bitch? <laughs> everybody wants to be a boss bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did have that, but I just kind of altered it, if it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a strategist. I always try to think of strategy in a way of doing things better and differently. Um, I think it's just my mindset of seeing, trying to see things before they they get here. 
So thank mm-hmm. God I had enough inventory for my lashes. I create my own lashes, so I have an abundance of that. Um, of that. But as far as lack of employees, I just changed it where now I provide the space where people want to be, and they pay me to be in my space. So I've been renting out exactly. my studio to help other business owners who have lost their businesses due to whatever reason, and um, I just try to, you know, um, they can rent it for the day or rent it for the week or whatever. So I've been renting to massage therapists, other estheticians, other lash artists, um, my space when I'm not there, or when um, I am there, I just use it for content creating, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. so just trying to be useful in all areas um, of my business. If one isn't working, I just try to figure it out until it works, I guess. I think that's the, I think that's being an entrepreneur is learning how to survive and when you don't have anything. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a hustler, just being, you know, just figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, right. you have to. You just have to figure it mm-hmm. out. Um, figure it out. What's your, what's your approach to eyelash extension design? Because, you know, I know people come in and they say they want one thing and, and, and maybe that's based on a picture or something that they've seen. But, you know, and then you have, you have a lot of eyelash extension stylists out there who didn't train, you know, they didn't, Mm-hmm. You know, take reputable uh, classes at a reputable institution, or, or mm-hmm. like some other eyelash extension stylist taught them, and now mm-hmm. they have a suite. Now they have a suite, and they're seeing seeing you know clients. Mm-hmm. What's your, you know, and I want to kind of, it's kind of a two part question because I want to ask you yeah. about the import the importance of education, but. First, I just wanted to know, like, what's your approach to eyelash extension design? Because some people out there, you know, they may be the reason why we were talking earlier about these bundles. Like, they could, you know, the way that they design lashes could be the reason why mm-hmm. you see people with these really, really thick and full lashes. So mm-hmm. What's your approach to actually the design of a lash? I think the design of the lashes is all individualized. You know, it depends on the person. I think for the lash artist, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to attract the client that is your similar aesthetic, say it that way. You're going to attract mm-hmm. it. Like I said mm-hmm. earlier, you can't do everybody. But the design is, even, even if I have these girls who do come in with these big lashes, I show them there's another way. And when they see the other way, they're like, I get it. You know, they they get it because, again, I'm educating them on what the difference is. You may wear these last long lashes. They'll come off faster. That's why you've got to go back every week. You know what I mean? You know, showing them the pros and cons of those type of lashes. And how are you wearing your sunglasses? You can't be wearing regular sunglasses. You right. can't be right. You can't be taken seriously at your job. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's an aesthetic value in that too so you want to just make sure that you're educating that person the other part of it is the non-education ones they just think they can get by and skip to the front of the line but eventually it's going to get caught up to them you know who are not mm-hmm. licensed who are not educated who do think they know and they 
a lot of them are wearing these long nails as well. On uh, you can t- you can almost like it's almost like an unspoken code. You can see who's licensed and who's not. <laughs> so they're just telling on themselves. Right. And if anything, right now skateboard, if they're going after people, they're finding these people who are not licensed. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Um, and if they're not licensed, they're getting away with it. Good luck. Some people are really good at marketing their way to the top or whatever top they think it is. Um, but I just say let them attract those ones that want to get those, you know. Um, the materials, mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting more eye infections and swollen eyes because of the lack of knowledge and the lack of non-licensed people because they're using these cheap glues. They find it because it's, you know, $30 or $15 on Amazon, you know, and the tools are plastic and they hurt their eyes and they're stabbing people in their eyes. And, you know, one story recently of girl was getting her lashes done right before her birthday. And the, and if you're licensed, you're not supposed to, you know, for sanitation, disinfection, not to have animals in your studio. And one, and the dog, must have thought the lashes, because they were so long and crazy looking, was something else. And the dog jumped up and bit her eyelid off. That went viral. And that's just a testament of why you need to have a licensed esthetician and and really know the difference. You know, I really try to do a lot of storytelling on my social media of what to look for. You know, um, I think, again, it's our responsibility as artists because we're dealing with, a, a, you know, the Internet, that people are really good at marketing themselves these days. And we have to just make sure that we're educating our people to show them the individual styles that they can have and, and the look that they can have to accentuate their eyes, not to just overpower, but to accentuate. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, I hope I answered that question. <laughs> and I and I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but and and you talked about in the state of California and the license. Um, talk a little bit about the importance, though, of an education. Not not just it's okay if another lash artist teaches you, but talk about the importance of of an education, like I know you you may do some classes, um, but talk about the importance of those who are out there who are interested in doing eyelash extensions that they have a license and they get yeah, that I mean, type even, of education. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great that you're starting out and maybe don't you start out and you don't have a license and you're and you really are finding out that you really love doing eyelash extensions or really love doing something in beauty, it's important. And I think people are intimidated by school or whatever their reasons are. They don't have the money or there's so many different, like, resources of getting that education. Um, I know these past months during the shutdown, a lot of people were on Clubhouse, and I found that a lot of people, a lot of lash artists, that I've gotten to some rooms that are not licensed in certain states. And um, I really just push the, the emphasis on getting the education, um, getting your license. You will feel so much more empowered with a certification or a license. Yes, it's a piece of paper, but not only just that, the knowledge that you learn, you may find out that you, you are not licensed, you go to school, and you may find out you don't even like eyelash extensions. You may like something else. You may like, you know, 
I don't know, browse, find the love, but it just empowers you just to get that education. And um, I just made it my mission um, to help other lash artists by empowering them. Um, I did that again during COVID. I, I created a job for myself. I reached out to a lot of beauty academies all over, and I was teaching online throughout the pandemic to beauty um, academies. Um, eyelash extensions. I had my little monitor up with mannequin with the mannequin, and was teaching them online of somebody who's experienced, who's working in the industry now. You know, everyone's trying to reach that celebrity, you know, status to get to a celebrity artist, but that's not all the all be all. There's so many different avenues in this industry that you may love that you don't even know yet because you didn't expand your territory in education. So education is key, and I just really try to push it. Yeah. And I got, I just, something? I just. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I just researched the story about the, the 23-year-old girl on her birthday with the chihuahua that bit her eye. Yes. And first yes. of all, photos are horrific. It, I mean, it looks disgusting. Like her whole eye is exposed with just a little piece of a of an eyelid left. And, and they, oh God, she said she was in surgery for fifteen hours. Not, I think she's been in the ER for fifteen eyelid. hours. Yes, and they found the eyelid on the floor and had to get it and take it to the to emergency. So she she can get it thrown yes. back on. Yeah. So what type of scar yep. is that? You know what I mean? That's just a lack of two lack hours of, to yeah, yep. to follow us to reattach it, and it's going to take a year to heal. A year, wow. and, and she hasn't heard from the last text. Yeah, one. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of others. As you said, you know, your dog doesn't belong in the same room that you're, you know, that you're um, doing these services. Yeah, and on top of that. Less, we haven't even talked about insurances. Does did, did the last artist have insurance right. on that whole thing? Right. Did she have an establishment license for it? Like, there's so many different avenues and so many different resources that you have to be educated on to understand as yep. an artist, as a beauty pro. You just can't take yep. a class and think because you can make $500 by each person because you can yep. start teaching and putting up a forum on, um, I don't know, Square that you're an artist. Yeah. It's, it's so much more involved. She probably didn't have insurance because she was doing it out of her apartment. And so she, it was probably just easy money, getting clients to come to her apartment, and that's that. But we, yeah. we as the people who are receiving these services, we have to be smarter. We yeah. have to be smarter. I, w- I went to somebody's apartment, um, an apartment before, um, to get my lashes done. She was in a salon, and then she left the salon and started doing it out of her house. The girl was really good. The, and the one thing that I did not like was she never changed the bedding after, like, I would come, she would have a client there, and then, um, and then once that client left, then she was ready to do my lashes. She had a dog who was always running around the apartment, but you know, I guess maybe I looked at her crazy. She would always put the dog in the other room. And then I stopped going because that whole bedding thing, I'm like, no, I would never lay under, like, the sheet or no. whatever. I would just lay it on top and make her, you know, use a different pillow. I, I, I think I went, like, twice, and I was like, that's it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do and it. See, that's part of it. That's part of it. Like, 
all those things you're taught in school, as you know, you have to change it. You know, you don't want any kind mm-hmm. of indications of anybody with contamination of anything, especially, like I said, we don't know what this virus, if it's on, if it's on surfaces, if it's in the air, yeah. you know, if yeah. anything. I mean, even with, you know, with SARS, I mean, we have, we have some small cases of SARS, and you can get that from fabric. You know what I mean? There's so many different things mm-hmm. that you have to be educated on in school. And these people who are just teaching these things, make sure you have your disposable pillowcases and make sure you have a disposable sheet. I have a beautiful bed. It looks great. But I'm going to make sure I put something disposable over it because I don't want them. I personally don't want to go to somebody's house. And I remember going to a house call years ago, and she lived in in Bel Air at that. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, it'd be a great house. I get to see a house. and beautiful. I walked in this house. It was so disgusting. I literally put I had to put down um, one of my tray pads on the chair because I didn't want to sit down in this house. I did it. Wow. It was disgusting. And I get, you know, weirded out by things like that too. You know what I mean? Because I know what could happen. You know, you're studying all kinds of diseases and things in school. So education is key to understand all these different aspects of what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. So – the importance of teaching, um, I think a lot of people – So, and also, too, a lot of people aren't great teachers. You may just want to just collect money and just be done, but even people who are certified, some people are just not great teachers. So I don't know why everybody thinks they can teach. And if you go on Instagram, everybody's a coach. Everybody's a – you want to sell their course. <laughs> you can't get nobody on the phone to tell you anything <laughs> to answer a question. You know, um, it's – it's overwhelming. It's hard. So I just try to bridge a gap between that and the people who come to me are educated. My clients know that if they're if not wearing eyelash extensions, they can come to me. I can still teach you how to put on your strip lashes and still feel good and confident. Yeah. So unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think I think it's like I said. Now we have you know we're in a time where on Instagram and Facebook and and. Twitter and Reels and TikTok, we can story tell why the why they need to come to us as a difference. And I really try to, you know, um, show that online. What's the difference between mm-hmm. it? Um, I think as makeup artists, show the difference. Like showing people that you wash your brushes after every client, you know, letting them, yeah. letting them know. And, I, you know, we have, yes, you have a lot of copycats, but there's certain things that you can tell who's who is and who isn't. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the the one thing that you want lash artists to know? And then what's the one thing you want lash clients to know? One thing I want lash artists to know, um, that it's okay to another lash artist for help if you need it. It's mm-hmm. okay. So you don't get stuck in one zone. You know, mm-hmm. one. You, you asked earlier about styles. You know, some people just want know how to do one style and that's it. They just can't mix it up. You know. Um, mm-hmm. One thing about one thing I want clients to know is all lash artists are not the same. Like I said earlier, we have different tools. Um, 
uh, we have different styles of putting them on, you know, and um, they just have to know that when they come to a lash artist, well, my girl does this, my girl does that. I let them know right away when they come in. I give them my little spiel from the beginning to introduce myself, and I give them a little education when they start. You know, we're all different, and just to know that. I have my own style. You let me know what you like to what you said about lash artists is to listen to your client. Listen. Don't just put on what you want to put them put on them. Listen to them, you know, of what they want. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything mm-hmm. that we didn't touch tonight that you would like for people to know? Um, I'm – here, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have yeah, I have some products. Um, I have pro- my product lines. I'm expanding. Um, my luxury lash product line. If they can't get to me, I have eyelash extensions that emulate. I mean, I have eyelash uh, strip lashes that emulate eyelash extensions. So my strip lashes don't look like the normal strip lashes. Um, they look like eyelash extensions. Um, I we just launched on thirteen and thirteen loon. It's basically a, a net-a-porter for black beauty brands, and I'm on mm-hmm. 13 Loon, which is in, also in 600 JC Pennies. And oh, nice. I'm, yes, I have something else coming up, launching soon. We're not sure yet, I'll be on um, Good Morning America um, for their own luxury. I'm the exclusive luxury uh, lashes on each of those platforms. But you can find me um, and my products on dlashes.com or shop.delashes.com. So, yeah, All right. I'm just offering different products and things and education on lashes, and I do offer um, strip lash or lash education on my Instagram and Facebook pages. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, you know, I just have to say, you know, I've gone to, I would say, one, two, maybe three other people since having you do my lashes. Um, and I think, I believe one time we had a show you were on and Sandy Lomax was on. And Sandy is pretty much the only person in Atlanta that I would normally go to. I've, I have gone to two other people, two or three other people here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the last person that my, that my sister mentioned or, you know, some spa, but um, I've always been most comfortable with you. Um, and for the most part, I've pretty uh-huh. much stopped, I've pretty much stopped getting my lash extensions done <laughs> because of Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so nice. Let me, let me ask so, you, what was it that you felt comfortable? What was it that made, about my services that made you feel comfortable versus the other services where you're at? So well, you, knew what you, were doing. you know, a lot of things that we talked about, you know, when we go in, first of all, I, I see that the place is clean. Um, you do kind of talk um, to your clients when you get in and explaining things mm-hmm. to them. I know when I <laughs> laid down on that bed, I was out once you started. <laughs> um, just felt, you know, but I say that it's not only your touch, you know, it just puts me out, but not only that. It doesn't matter what the person's touch is like. If I'm not if I'm not feeling comfortable, I'm not sleeping. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's been some, the last, like, last spa that I went to, I was in some ways kind of com- uncomfortable because um, my eyes were irritated the whole entire time I was there. Mm. So that made me really uncomfortable. Um, and then and then something happened with, with the glue, like, near my eye or something, and so then I'm freaking out. And I know that, um, like, I've never experienced anything like that with you. Um, again, like I said, here in Atlanta, I do trust Sandy, uh, Sandy Lomax. Mm-hmm. I do trust I do trust her and her and her work. But mm-hmm. I've always felt, I've always felt the most comfortable um, with you. Uh, I like the services that you offer, like. When you were when you introduced me to that combo last, like you said, people may call it, may have adapted it and call it something else, but mm-hmm. nobody was nobody was doing that. Um, nobody was doing that, and I've always mm-hmm. just felt, I've always felt, you know, like after having my lashes done with you, I could, I didn't need makeup. It was just, you know, get up, <laughs> my this good skin, maybe a little liner, and I'm out the door. Like, and that was always a thing for me, you know, especially when I was That's in so L.A. Nice. working and I was going to be there for a period of time. It was always, that was always something that I loved. And honestly, since that going to that last spa that I said where my eyes were irritated the whole entire time, I haven't had my lashes done at all since then, and I'm not interested Honestly, until I get back to LA, I just had to say that Aww, because thank you. You know, it's just so many. It's just so many different. Like everyone's different, and there's no disrespect yeah. to anyone in particular. But I think people, you know, you have a way about yourself and your business, and I just happen to like it. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. That means so much. And it's just. I, I think also too is just. It really comes down to like me personally. I'm a spa connoisseur. You know, I love mm-hmm. everything beauty. I love going to spas. I love the blur service, and I wanted to give that to my clients and make sure it is it is felt when you go somewhere else. Like, oh, this is not the lashes. You know what I mean? Um, I literally mm-hmm. would put my girls through like a, a type of training for like a butler service, down to self awareness where it comes down mostly. You know, if you, and I think this with any beauty professional, you have to kind of understand self-awareness with yourself, and, and it kind of translates in your service, if that makes any sense, and we can get deeper about it later. But um, mm-hmm. I I just know how I want to be felt when I go somewhere, you know, and also just just taking stock of not talking too much or making sure they're comfortable, you know, making sure my clients see me change the pillowcase, making sure they see me wash my mm-hmm. hands. You know, all those little nuances really matter in a service. I'm in your face. I'm in your eyes where you have to see. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, yeah. I just want to I'm, – I'm just happy that it's good to hear hear that and, and to know that, and I'm just always striving to be better. Um, especially as a black entrepreneur, I have to be just as good as the next one. So, you know, right. yeah. um, thank you, you know, as and I makeup think, artist. <laughs> I, think, I think for me it was always the trust factor. Like 
you know, whenever yeah. coming there, if you if a client, like when I was first arriving, you know, and I'm having to wait, and even after that client left, it was still like a little waiting period because, you know, you, you did change stuff and you, you did clean up after. And so I always felt comfortable about that. And, and just coming in and, and you knew exactly what I wanted and I didn't have to, you know, say, well, don't do it this way. My my issue with a lot of uh, with getting lash extensions was, I was, like my sister mentioned, I was always, my eyes were always irritated because whenever people put um, the iPads on me, um, mm-hmm. it was always, you know, something was always getting in my eye. And the very first person to, person to do lash extensions on me in Atlanta always, number one, she would always adjust the iPads throughout the yeah. whole service. And so, yeah. so going forward, getting lash extensions, I would always mention that to people because you, they, they could not believe that it was, it was the iPads that was irritating my eye. And I'm telling them, yeah. it's something's getting in my eye, you know, something's yeah. getting in my eye. So that, you know, so it was, it was just kind of hard getting people to, to listen Number one, mm-hmm. and I never had that mm-hmm. problem with you. I never had, I never left your salon with my eyes being irritated and red, and having to use drops for the for the rest of the day just to clear up my eyes. Never had that issue, so it was always a trust factor. Yeah, I could come in, and you know, you could talk at first, and then there was a time when you would not say anything, and then it's like it's mm-hmm. easy for somebody to fall asleep because you were relaxed, you were comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, you enjoyed the environment that you were in. And so, for me, it was just always that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, like I said good, earlier, you know. yes, trust. It's trust and listening to your clients yeah. and, and body language, you know. Know, know how to read the room when you walk yeah. in. You may yeah. have somebody, like, you know, you know as makeup artists, you guys are on set all day long yes. with different personalities, different characters, trying to get into character, trying to get out of character, you know. Like, I, I have um, – so I, I'll mention her name. I hate not name dropping, but I was at Christina Aguilera's house just a couple hours ago, and she does not like to talk. I can tell, and she gets a massage every time I'm doing her lashes. She don't need to get a massage when I'm there, but she doesn't trust me yet. You know what I mean? And mm. she trusts me one time when she's like, "Can you come do my lashes for the party?" So I went and did her lashes for a party or something, and I still didn't talk. I didn't, I don't want her to. I only talk to her when she talks to me, but. I also voice my opinion. If it's too hot in the room because I don't want that heat affecting my glue or I'll mm-hmm. say, can you scoot up towards me? I am not kissing anybody's butt. I need to work. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. as an artist, right. I have to feel secure in my skin to understand my need to get this person done the way she wants it done because I don't want her complaining later or whoever it is later, but also understanding my self-awareness and know how to read the room when I walk in the room. She don't want to talk. Um, today she had to be out of there a certain time. I told him the system, like, look, I need to get in there. I need to be at least an hour and a half. I always give more time than I really need just for expectancy, just in case. So I can, they can be a pleasantly surprised when I'm done sooner, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, and that was another and, thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was another thing that I always liked about you. You would have us done in an hour. Yeah. Full lash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and and that was from having a wait list of people waiting on me, and I was like, I got to figure this out. I would time myself every minute, like 10 to 20 lashes on a minute, you know, 
and have a rhythm, but do it neatly and efficiently the first time. You know, and, it, and it, I hate to say it, go, again, it goes deeper. It goes back to my motherhood, my mom, you know, having house training at home. Don't be walking past that rug and it's, and, it's, and you see something on the floor and you, that rug corner is turned over, turn it over at that time, you know. So all those little nuances of growing up and, and behavioral things are really taking effect in my business. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think about that stuff, you know, but I, I just learned just to read the room and I'm not going to be that, that artist who'd be kissing butt or saying their name. Okay, Mrs. Aguilera, every five minutes, I can't stand, I can't stand other people who do that. One second and they're kissing their butt and they're just messing up the whole process of doing mm-hmm. their service. So I'm sure you guys seen that before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I just make sure I read the room and listen to the client. You know, today she, I, she always, I always ask them, even if they want the same exact lash every single time, the same style, her same cat eye, I make sure, do you want anything different? I ask her, do you want anything different? You want to try something different? Want me to do something different? No, just the same. I like the way you've been doing them. I like that. I'm like, okay. I shut up and keep it moving. I ask, I make sure, right. you know. I make sure that you tell them about that pad. The pads are different that people are using. They're getting different pads from different. Some have different solutions, different ingredients in them. Some of those pads are irritating, giving people eye infections and, and irritation. Sometimes, and then again, the lash artist is not noticing that pad sliding because it has a gel on it. So it slides up and down so mm-hmm. it's in your eye. So it feels like it's stinging because, you know, they're probably getting right. them overseas somewhere and it has some ingredients that makes the eye sting. Um, yep. So just being aware of your technique and what you're doing throughout the service, checking your work, making sure the lashes are, you know, um, are not too close to the lash line that are pinching and digging into your skin, you know, all those different aspects of eyelash extension application. So um, I thank you both for saying what you said because it just makes me, you know, work on even elevating my game even more so and just always improving and always learning, never stopping. Yeah. Well, we thank you just for being who you are and being as professional as you are. Um, And I'm just, you know, praying that things would really go well for you um, this year in business, even though there is a pandemic still happening. Um, But we just Mm -hmm. wish you all the success this year, and thank you so much for um, joining us tonight. We greatly appreciate having you on again. Well, thank you so much for having me again. I was so excited today, and I made sure Siri knew my time to get on (laughs) on today. (laughs) Siri's my assistant, so since we have a labor shortage, I got a system of Siri over here. Right. <laughs> um, but, yes, you guys are in L.A., I'm happy to lash you out. Um, and anybody who, you know, come to lash out with me, just know that um, I'm also praying for your success and your abundance there as makeup artists. And you guys have to deal with so much on set. It's a different industry. <laughs> and, you know, also – yeah, and all the stuff that's going on in our crazy world. I, I'm just really happy and excited that you guys still have Beauty Talk going on, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Yes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, come back anytime you're, anytime you're ready, you can always come back. 
We would love to continue to have you on whenever you want to come. Thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to lash you out when you guys get here. Me I know. Too. Can't wait to get to LA. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Any meantime, does anybody want you want to give away anything on your beauty talk today? I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Say that again. The listeners, any listeners they can um, that were listening in today, we can give something away for them. Um, I'm willing to give out sure. the last gift. Yes, that sounds right. You you guys can you guys can come up with the with the if they're listening if they were listening something that we talked about and maybe they can mention it on um, I don't know a post or something on both our posts and tag us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we can come up with something um, on a post and um, yep, yep. How about yeah, how about on. The beauty, how about if you go to beauty underscore talk underscore media where I post it um, about tonight's show, you can mention it there and tag Dion at D Lashes and you can tag, um, you can just tag at beauty talk or you can tag both my sister and I. Amazing. But what are they going to tag? Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything that we mentioned? What what's the what question you're gonna have for they them can, for them to tag? They can. Um, no, let's uh, see. No, let's let's just let's just think about it. Let's just think about it. Okay. <laughs> make it a make it a make it a little bit more make it a little bit more competitive. Yeah. And okay. yeah, we'll think about we'll, it. Make oh, it a little okay. bit more competitive, and we'll we'll post it tomorrow. We'll post it tomorrow, yeah. and um, we'll make it a little bit more competitive. We'll have. Come up with it'll be one thing that you mentioned. We'll we'll figure it out, and then they'll have to follow you, Instagram, and follow Beauty Talk on Instagram, and then uh, go from there. And the first person with the correct answer can win. That's good. I'm gonna make the story. I love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, and I can't wait to see all the values and things that you guys are doing. Yes. And we just want to remind everybody that we're going to jump on over to Twitter for about 30 minutes, um, and we're going to continue the conversation for anybody who wants to follow us over there. Dion, if you have time, come on over. I sure will. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Check you out on Twitter. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Yes. Lash out. Good night. (laughs) Lash out. (laughs) (laughs)
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.